Welcome to the French Wedding Podcast with your host Naim, the only podcast in English about weddings in France. Great conversations, tips and insights about your French wedding, some wisdom before your big day, and the opportunity to hear wedding professionals actually living and working in France, only for your day to be the most amazing to remember. Hello everyone and welcome to the French Wedding Podcast. Greetings from France, this is the place we're recording this show. I'm Naim, professional ceremony officiant based in my hometown Paris and I created this show especially for future brides and grooms willing to get married in Paris or anywhere in France. Each episode is an occasion to meet a main actor of the industry, can be a vendor such as a wedding planner, hair and makeup artist, bridal salon, videographer, venue owner, bloggers, you name it. This show exists to bring you some insight about how people do things in France regarding the wedding industry, but we also share funny stories, things to know, and special memories when we happen to work together on the very same wedding. Today on the show, I had the pleasure to share some time with a Colombian native photographer. She's being chosen as one of the 50 best engagement photographers in the world in 2016. I was really looking forward to this conversation as she's been recommended to me by Honorina Dromir, a hair and makeup artist who has been on the show previously. So tune in and listen to the great views, story and sense of humor of Gloria Villa on the French Wedding Podcast. Gloria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Naim, for having me. Well, thank you for taking the time to uh, speak to me today. You are my first recommended guest, I have to say, so it makes it a little bit special. You've been recommended by Honorina, who is also a guest on my episodes, and I'm really happy that you're here. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm very flattered. To start, I'd like to know a few things about you. Take me through your journey. How did everything started? Oh, dear. That's quite a long one. I come from Colombia. I'm from Colombia, South America. I studied advertising at the university. I did my five years of advertising in college, and then I went to work in an advertising company, and I hated it. I was like, no, the agency life is not for me. So I decided to start an interior decoration business and I did that for five years but it wasn't really profitable I was like struggling a lot and I wasn't sure what to do with it I loved it but it was hard and I didn't think I had the business skills that were required to run a business so I was a little bit lost I didn't know what to do I started studying law I was like maybe if I do you know if I study law and, and become a lawyer you know I'll be you know, go with it. So I was studying law and doing the interior design at the same time. And at that time, I bought a camera to learn how to do better photos for my portfolio as an interior designer. And when I bought the camera, I took this little course just to learn how to use it. And my teacher told me, Gloria, your photos are really good. You should try to do something with it. And I was so lost at that time. I was feeling like a failure, like I couldn't do anything really well. So it just took somebody to tell me that I could do something right just to get me into it. And I was like, okay, if I can do this, I'm going to do it. And I started doing tutorials, you know, reading blogs and really, really being super nerdy about it. What year was this? I think it was 2013, 2012. 
month, something like that. So in 2013, I was actually doing, you know, a little bit of just amateur, but I was really interested in it. Uh, I got sick. I got a parasite that attacked my lungs, my kidneys, my liver and one eye. And I was two weeks in the hospital, very close not to make it. And at the same time, I broke up with the boyfriend that I had because when I was in the hospital, he went partying drunk in my car, crashed it, completely destroyed my car. So I was broke, heartbroken, car broken, like career broken, like everything, you know. I was like touching rock button and I was like in a very, very bad place and I needed a fresh start. So my father told me something very wise. He told me, well, now you have nothing to lose from anything that you do from here on is a gain. The worst scenario didn't, you know, complete and the worst scenario was that you could be dead and you're not. So what are you going to do? It just gave me a, a very big sense of freedom that just felt very liberating, like, okay, cool. I have nothing to lose. You know, I can do whatever I want. And I always wanted to live in Paris. It was my dream. And actually, when I was in the hospital, one of my thoughts was, goodness, if I die, I've never seen Paris. It's ridiculous. Like, I cannot. I cannot just go without seeing Paris once in my life. I mean, what? <laughs> I recovered for like, I don't know, six months or so. And then I met somebody else, a guy from Venezuela who was living in Germany, who was a doctor. We started, you know, kind of Skype dating because he was in Germany. I was in Colombia. He was like, like an, another motivation. I was like, you know what? I just need a fresh start. I'm going to go to Europe and figure it out. And I just tried as many things as I could. You know, I applied for scholarships, uh, universities, courses, whatever it could get me to Europe. I just needed a fresh start. And I found this photography course in uh, Saint-Denis, Paris 8 University. I got accepted. I was like, okay, I'm going to study photography in Paris. And I did all my paperwork and everything. It took me a year to do everything, but I did it. And in September 2014, I came to Paris for the first time to study photography. So it was six years ago. Yeah. And what happened in six years? Well, what happened was I arrived to the university and they tell me, oh, you're not in photography, you're in plastic arts. And I'm like, what? What's even that? Like, I don't understand. They're like, no, well, the thing is, plastic arts is, you know, the Department of Photography is part of the Department of Plastic Arts, and you made it to the plastic arts, but not to photography, so you can apply next year. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I got a, a letter saying that I got it admitted, and I just crossed the ocean, left my everything to study <laughs> photography. And they're like, yeah, well, there's nothing we can do. Welcome to Plastic Arts. So go back to your country. And I'm like, this cannot be possible. This can only happen in France, I guess. I, was, I wasn't going to say it, but yes. I was like, <laughs> of course, yeah, feel free of course. to say it. Exactly. I was like, yeah, well, welcome to France. Pretty much. <laughs> so and what happened next? So what happened next is I had to study one year of Plastic Arts and I do have a diploma on Plastic Arts. That's <laughs> crazy. I know, right? Pure adaptation. That's amazing. I had to. I had to. But then I went, like, I cried for like three days. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? So I went on Google and I Googled Paris photographer. I got this huge list of people and I started reading, what, going through people's websites and looking into their portfolios, uh, bios and everything. And the first one that I saw, it was the Paris photographer, which is Fran Bologna. Who is also a guest on another episode, by the way. Oh, he's amazing. I think he is. Yeah. We had a great conversation. Amazing. 
per, I mean, amazing person. So he was, he was Fran and I read his bio and he was in English. He was from Romania, which meant he was also foreigner like me and he was self-taught. And I thought if there is anyone that can identify with my situation and my profile, it could be this guy. Plus, I really love his uh, uh, photos and his style. So I'm just going to try to contact this guy. So I thought that that same week I went to the Alexander III Bridge to take photos with my tripod just because I was just, you know, I just arrived to Paris. I loved it. I, and I was, you know, full on with photography. So you already had in mind to start a photography business or at least to work in photography in Paris. Yeah, I just wanted to learn. I, it was the only thing that I could see that I was enjoying and I could see I could have potential. Because at that point, my self-esteem was so low that I just was feeling so, like like life is so hard and everything is too big for me and I just couldn't, I just cannot do it. So I wasn't I was in the, in the bridge. I saw this photographer taking photos of a couple and I asked for his business card and it was Fran. Wow, coincidence. He was a photographer. I was like, whoa! <laughs> Meant to be. <laughs> Amazing. He probably re will remember that if he listens to the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I call him uh, that same week and I said, hey, hello. You just gave me your card in the, in the bridge and thank you so much. And I would like to be your assistant. I would change uh, knowledge for work. And yeah, I'm very enthusiastic and everything. So he said, he said, okay, send me some of your pictures. And I did send him the pictures and then I called him again and he said, I think you got a lot of potential. You do you want to go to a session with me? And I'm like, absolutely. So I went to the first session and we clicked right away. Like Fran is amazing. And we had just so much, you know, we had a great time. So yeah, we started doing the session. It went great. Uh, Fran was super amazing with me from the beginning. He taught me so much stuff. And then he said, we went to have lunch and talk and I told him my story he told me his and then he said uh, do you want to come to another session I was like yeah sure so second session third session and then afterwards I became his editor and started editing for him it took me like four months to nail the editing because he was the color wasn't right or the contrast wasn't right or everything but it really 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 taught me to have like to train my eye for very subtle details in the photos and that was great that was absolutely great and at the time, he had an idea with another friend of his, Cengiz, uh, Cengiz Oselso, to create a studio called Kiss Me in Paris and to have photographers taking photos for them. Kiss Me in Paris was born with me. So you started off the project with them? Yeah. So I, I, I pretty much started... Like they had the idea, but I was the first one shooting for that company. And that's how I became, how I came from assistant to principal photographer. And, and it was, and I just skyrocketed the, the knowledge, you know, the, the learning curve. Because we had so many clients. It was insane. It was so, 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 so fast. I was shooting uh, two, three times a day, every day. Wow. Thing. So what I could have learned in, I don't know, 10 years, I learned only one. <laughs> it was, I, was, I was shooting nonstop. It was amazing. And what happened after that? You kept going with the company and, or you started to think about doing your own business? I was, I was, I was starting to, to get interested in boudoir a lot, which is a kind of photography that enhances female beauty, pretty much. Sensual photos for women, either for themselves, either for their partners 
yeah, I was interested in that. I wanted to develop that. And yeah, I just started working on my own. They were super supportive. They were super nice. This is one of the reasons why, why we're still very, very good friends up to the, to today. And I've been being independent for four years now, I think. Well, that's a long, long way from starting in Colombia with uh, law study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But they taught me so much. They taught me about photography. They taught me about business. They taught me about marketing. They taught me about so many things. And I, and I, I definitely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. They, they really, really helped me. And I, and I, what I realized is that yeah, photography is great, and it, and it, it's you really need to have talent, but you also need to have the marketing and business skills to actually you know survive or, or live from this, which is of you course. can absolutely live and live very very well from it but uh but you definitely need to know how to promote it yeah you have many skills i could see that you're not only a photographer also a publicist a designer an artist how, how do you define all these facets of yourself well it's it's been a it's been a path i mean you you go through life you learn a lot a lot of stuff and then you don't know when are they going to connect, but they do. So when I was in the university, for example, I was very interested in the side of advertising that studies the psychology of the customer. And then I was very interested in marketing. All that has come together, the design skills as well as an interior designer and as an advertiser had helped me a lot with my business now. These skills with business and marketing uh, and self-promotion that I learned from them have definitely helped me in my own business too. And then, of course, all the design, yeah, graphic design skills that I've learned in the, in, in the university have helped me now for my composition in photography. So I am able to see the lines, the highlights, the shadows, the colors very, very graphically in my head. So I'm kind of painting in a way with the elements that I have in my frame. And that I think it's a huge, huge help. But it's, it's, it's a long run, it's a long way, but it's something that you can train. It's not, because many, many people uh, always say, oh, I just don't have photography eye, or you just are so talented, or you have to learn with this. And it's not true. <laughs> You just killed all the, the illusions of the of the dreamers. Like, it's not true, guys. You just have to put in the work. Exactly, exactly. You just have to put in the work, the time, be passionate about it, but it definitely can be learned. If you're disciplined enough and if you learn certain tricks, you definitely can do it. In fact, uh, right now we're... we're um, shooting this episode through the quarantine in Paris. And right now, as I have a little bit more time, I'm creating some photography courses. Yeah, you told me a little bit about this. Can you tell us a, a bit more about it? I think it's interesting. Well, it, it was a project that I had about two years ago. Like I, I, I've been like, oh, like all this stuff is all teachable. Oh, I, I really need to teach. Because there is a lot of things involved in photography, not only the technical aspects but as I tell you you know motivation mindset business marketing everything that goes with it and I thought it would be awesome to find a place where people just could find pretty much everything they need to start and get going uh, so I, I, I decided that I was going to create that and I'm in the process of it I'm content creating like crazy right now you know doing designing pdfs and 
and creating little courses and everything in order for me to structure something that could be helpful for, for people. I'm, I'm going to start those in Spanish and maybe I'm going to put subtitles on and just have them like with English subtitles. But I, I want to do, the, do them in Spanish, especially because I think in English, there's a lot of resources in Spanish, not so much. And Spanish is my, my mother language. So a very good idea to do that and be creative and especially in, uh, in this time of lockdown in the whole world. I think it's great. Going back to the wedding thing, what? Do you generally advise to brides when they when it comes to choose a photographer? Well, there are oof, there are many many things. Well, the first thing is you need to feel comfortable with the style. Like study their portfolios, look at what they have, and once you choose, you choose based on that style that you really like. Um, the second thing is be sure that you're comfortable with that photographer because this person is going to be spending the whole day with you from, you know, from the start when you're getting ready until the, you know, dancing part. So you want someone that is chill and cool and relaxed and make you feel comfortable or whatever it is that is your style, but you don't want someone that stress you out or, you know, you need to have a good chemistry. So I would either meet with the person on Skype, have a little bit of a meeting or something, but make sure this person clicks. Uh, the third part I would say is uh, check out for reputation, reviews and everything because you, you, you get what you pay for. Sometimes people say, oh, yeah this one is a little bit cheaper or whatever, but then they discover they didn't deliver the photos to this person. They hide, you know, there's mm -hmm. many, many cases like where people end up either with no photos because the person completely disappeared or, you know, so oh be, car be careful. Yeah, I, I know, I know. It's crazy, but it's true. Like I had that case about a month ago, somebody called me. Mm -hmm. saying, Gloria, do you know how I can track this photographer? Uh, I cannot find him and, and my photos, you know, he hasn't oh delivered my photos he doesn't answer my calls he it's crazy so so be be very aware of that and a four i would say advice that is a little bit a compliment of the of the one before is invest in a good photographer i mean the experience that you have in anything you do cost money and that's okay right but if you go for the cheaper it's very very likely this person doesn't have it either figure out or it, this person doesn't have yet the experience or the skills that you need for your event or or that this person is taking struggling financially so it, it has to be cheap and then it has to have so many clients he won't be able or she won't be able to dedicate enough time to you and to deliver a good service so definitely definitely invest when it's something important this is something that you don't do every day hopefully once in life do it properly because i've had so many people that have said to me oh my biggest regret was not hiring a good photographer for my wedding or that i have people here in paris saying can you please take photos of me in my wedding uh, attire with my husband because I hate my wedding pictures. They hate them. In fact, my best friend, uh, she's going to get married again, like after 10 years of, you know, being married. And she wants to have an elopement in the beach and says, the only thing that I want is to have good photos of my wedding because there's no way ever 
I'm going to put any photo of my wedding in my house. It's just horrible. I just cannot even see them. I cannot take a look at them. So I'm just gonna do it properly, have an elopement in the beach, beautiful, very nicely dressed and everything. And I wanted to take my pictures. So yeah, I mean, it's a big, big regret. People don't re even realize how important it is. So do it properly. Yeah, don't spare on it. Right, there's a lot of advices like that that I hear. Clicking with the photographer, don't hesitate to put in the money or the budget in it because after your wedding, you're going to end up with the pictures for the rest of your life. So you better get good ones. Think about it. The, fl the flowers, they die. They, <laughs> they, they, they put it in. And the people went, you know, went away. The, 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 the venue was great, but, uh, you know, like everything is... But the only thing that remains is the photos. Plus, if you think about it, photography and photographs are one of the few things in life that actually gain value with time you know when you have your grandma kissing you at very special moment and grandma is not here anymore how much is that picture worth these details remind me a lot about something that i read about you that you're looking for deep meaning and real connection that exists between people i find it really really good i really loved it maybe it's being from a colombian background or being very <laughs> passionate or but i want to know more about this well that's true that's true uh we as Colombians we're very emotional and very passionate and very close to our families and our friends like our social bonds are super super strong so for us there's nothing really more important than, than family and friends uh, which means that picture should be great but more than that were you able to capture that particular moment that was meaningful in a very nice and artistic way because at the end of the day that's what matters and when you have that person that moment filled with emotion with genuine emotion then the technical part goes a little bit out of the window in a way have you noticed for example when you go and travel so you go out you went on holiday and then you start taking pictures oh my god God, what an amazing building and you take the picture of the building and then oh my god what amazing and then you know you're traveling with your family and with your partner and you take photos with them and without and you think they're amazing your photos and then you go back and you go through them and the only ones that either you print for the album or that you end up saving on your phone or sharing are the ones with the people you love like <laughs> the true. building was amazing but it was amazing at the time And then afterwards, yeah. just went like, yeah, whatever. It's never, it's never that what what brings you the emotion. It's never that what raises that sentiment in inside you. Never. It's the the connection between the people and the moments that you're sharing. Exactly. I think it's great because this uh, mentality and this uh, way of doing things ending up you in 2016 winning one of the 50 best engagement photographers in the world. I think these values drove you to this kind of results. Where you, I guess you were really happy when you had this. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I was, I was like, what? It was two years after coming up from Colombia. Imagine that. That's Imagine amazing. That, right? Really I t I'm telling you, it was so fast. Everything was so fast. I went from, what I'm, as I'm telling you, I went from not really believing I could do anything right to actually having the confidence to have my own business and my own projects and develop, you know, so many skills and now teaching, you know, which is amazing. And, and this is one of the things also that inspires me to teach and to share 
is the fact that I know how powerful it is just for someone to tell you, yes, you can do this. Just that, you know, people don't even calculate the right. power of their words when they say it. It just takes so little. It just takes a little bit of encouragement and telling you and telling someone, yes, you can do this for them to actually say, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. The power of wording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. What do you look forward to? Do you have plans that you want to share with us in the future? Well, the the main plans are, as, I, as I'm telling you, first, um, I need to do this education business thing. So I am right now creating content like crazy and doing all this you know, learning a lot about video because now I have to learn how to, you know, go out and shoot these videos and these tutorials and everything. So I'm actually learning about that and then de keep developing my my boudoir thing, which is great. I absolutely love that uh, side of my photography because I do I do the the social photography as I'm telling you and the and the boudoir photography and I do I do both. So I do uh, weddings and I do engagements and quinceañeras which is when a girl in Latin America turns 15 right. they come and, and have their amazing photo shoot in Paris with big dresses and everything and I love that so that's my social side but then my boudoir side of the business it, it takes a lot of my attention my energy because it's amazing um, so either it's a bride for example that wants to give her new husband a wedding gift and it's an album we know with her sexy lingerie or um, or it could be pretty much anything i've had uh, women for example with breast cancer that they beated breast cancer and they want to celebrate that with a sexy photo shoot or amazing, i've had uh, women that said you know what i just turned 40 or 50 or whatever and for the first time in my life i feel comfortable with my own body and i want to celebrate that so i'm just gonna have or i just want to boost my self-esteem because i feel i'm feeling low or whatever and just want to see myself beautiful and they go through it and say oh my god I just cannot believe this is me and I could look like this mm, so there are many 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 reasons why uh, a woman could do that and, and for me it's amazing because first I am very sensitive to women causes like for me it's something that touches my heart in a way mm -hmm. and secondly because women because I'm a woman you know so mm -hmm. for me it's very easy to connect with a woman and know what looks good on her what doesn't look good on her how to pose her in a way right. like i know exactly what what she's concerned about and what she's not and what she's looking for and when she says oh you know this part of me is not my favorite can we hide this can we do this i absolutely understand i was like yeah of course So you like to give advices also when you have couples or brides-to-be who are contacting you and asking you about details about their big day in Paris. You can provide some of these. Yeah, it depends. It depends on what they're, what they're looking for. If they're having a big wedding, if they're having an elopement, it depends. But for example, for weddings... The first things that I would recommend is to hire a wedding planner. First things first, guys, wedding planner. Wedding planner. Like I, if I was getting married, I don't want to go to the struggle of doing everything myself, especially in a foreign country. Like just hire the, the people that know, have their resources. They, they're networking. They know all the vendors and you're, you're in good hands and you know they're in good hands. So hire a good wedding planner. 
Second, I would say if you are eloping, I would recommend doing that at sunrise. Like, for example, if you're eloping in a public area in Paris, do that at sunrise where there's no many people outside and you can have privacy and have your beautiful ceremony with a very nice backdrop. The third is either if you're eloping, eloping or you're having a big wedding or whatever, get some time to take pictures outside the city. For example, when we do big weddings, what we do is we go to the ceremony, we take the photos and then people go to the cocktail hour while we, photographer and videographer, go outside the city and take some pictures in the city before they join the reception. So that's because, I mean, it's your wedding day and you're in Paris. Like, why not? <laughs> and check the reputation of your vendors again. Yeah, always, always, always check the reputation of your vendors. You know, reviews help a lot. Yeah, don't go for cheap because that's asking for trouble. That's asking for trouble. Okay, Gloria, thank you so much. I wanted to ask you a last thing before we wrap up. I wanted to know if you had something for the audience and the guests today? Yeah, there's a, well, there's a link that I guess you could share with your audience in the comments. I will put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, it's my tips for Paris. So I'm going to let you know there where to get the best hot chocolate, uh, <laughs> nice little hidden places that nobody knows about that are amazing and that you should visit, cool restaurants for you to check out and the best areas for you just to walk around and discover, you know, nice things with you know all the main spots because of course if you go and look for guides in the internet you're gonna find the the obvious things but they, these are tips from a local let's say great great i like that information insider information from a exactly. Parisian and colombian guys so go ahead and check out the website i will put it in the show notes i will also put uh, the boudoir photography link on the show notes that would be myparisboudoir.com or else yeah. if you're uh, getting married married or eloping or if you have any questions you can contact Gloria on gloria-villa.com is there something you want to say before we go well it was a pleasure it was an absolute pleasure and honor to be here thank you so so much for this thank you so much for being here the pleasure is mutual and i will see you very soon thank you so much yeah absolutely everyone take care of them of yourselves uh keep positive i know these are strange times but we all have to help each other and together i think we got this that was the last words thank you gloria thank you so much and see you soon guys Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the show today. You can find more information on our guests in the show notes, as well as my contact and my website. If you have any questions regarding your French wedding, I'm happy to help. Also, please do not hesitate to leave a review for the show. There's also a link for that. That will literally take one minute of your precious time and will mean the world to me. I always appreciate your support. Thank you again very much for your time and feedback. Wishing you a great day or a great night anywhere you are in the world. I send you some good vibrations and we'll talk to you again soon for a new episode. Bye-bye.